It seems like data and analytics decisions usually flow top down, but when it comes to retail location scouting, smart retailers are listening to a new voice to make informed decisions, municipalities. Welcome to the Retail Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk. Today, we're talking about how cities are getting smart about using available consumer data to work with retailers directly and how they're driving new economic growth to their cities. Eric, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Shelby. So let's start by talking about what Buxton does and what kind of market research data we're talking about. Perfect. Yeah. So, you know, like you mentioned, we're, we're a market research company. We focus on helping uh, retailers, restaurants, um, healthcare institutions, and, and even municipalities in the, in the public sector understand better about how, how the consumer population lives their, lives their lives and spends their money. You know, from the private sector side of things, this helps companies open new locations, acquire new customers, or communicate to existing customers. And from the public sector side, uh, those cities and municipalities, it helps them actually bring in new retailers and new business by promoting what they have in their communities and, and shedding some light on their residents. So, you know, we've been in business doing this for now 25 years. Uh, you know, it's very exciting and, and dynamic. So that's just a little bit about us. So I understand then that Buxton got its start uh, back in the Radio Shack Tandy days, I think, where Mr. Buxton, he was looking at retail locations um, for new stores. Do I read that right? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. I mean, uh, you know, back in those days, decades ago, you know, the mantra was location, location, location. I mean, you still hear that, but the truth is, and, and what, what Tom Buxton stumbled on was, you know, that the real answer is it's customer, customer, customer. Because when he was managing a portfolio of stores, on paper, they all had the same location characteristics, but the reality was they all performed wildly differently. Basically, what he discovered was that there were different types of people in the trade areas around those locations. And by understanding their different consumer habits or, or behavioral patterns, that we could really help all number of brands uh, open locations much more intelligently. And so uh, when you say that you work with even uh, municipalities, that's interesting because smaller cities, especially where maybe they've got a corner shopping center that has just not been able to keep tenants or they've got a, a large big box building that's vacant and now they're looking to try to fill that. But a lot of times the, the municipality's hands are tied to just if they get the attention of, of one of the big retailers and their people start to find that this might be a good location. What are, I guess, some of the specific ways that municipalities are engaging you guys to be able to pinpoint the possible retail location within their cities? Yeah, great question. Really, the the way that it works for us is, is, is actually uh, addressing that key problem that you just mentioned, which is certain cities getting on the radar in the first place to some of these retailers and some of these businesses. And, and like you said, they might have vacancies. They might be trying to get new developments off of the ground. So, uh, you know, really the, the approach or the tactics that we use to help these cities include analyzing their community and their surrounding trade area. Um, and, and I mean, that's e even step one is by using terms like drive time trade area, helping them think about themselves in terms of how far consumers are willing to travel to buy goods rather than their city limits is a big step for a lot of these cities. But uh, beyond that, what we really do is we analyze their trade area and see how it compares to 
where retailers already have stores on the ground. So we do, um, we do uh, an analysis based off of all sorts of characteristics, like the existing consumers in that city. What is the existing retail uh, footprint, whether from a potential new retailer coming in, their competitive or co-tenant presence? Um, all sorts of variables to help help kind of do this lookalike analysis. And we compare it back to our entire database of thousands of retailers. And basically, we help these communities realize who they look like the most, who makes the most sense to come fill those vacancies or, or be a part of those new developments. And we give the, the cities the data-driven tools to go promote themselves and market themselves to the retailers, really indicating that, hey, you know what? We, we've done a study that proves that we look just like where you've put 10 or 12 stores before. So there's no reason you shouldn't be considering us for your next location. And that's that's actually really interesting because I didn't think that uh, that cities really had that power and that ability to to do what a lot of the, the retail location scouts, I guess, of would be doing. So you're able to go in and tell them, okay, so this particular intersection, there have been several other retailers like Target or Walmart or you know maybe uh, one of the smaller chain stores that they've opened locations looking exactly for your type of location. So that includes the traffic there, the age groups, the buying habits, those sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you make a great point. I think when our when the communities that we work with reach out and and talk to the retailers and put this information in front of the retailers and make this pitch, the retailers themselves are a little surprised with the sophistication that the the communities approaching them with because by and large, I'd say most communities you know, they, they, they come to the table with some very basic demographics. Sometimes it's out of date. Sometimes it's just the U.S. census information uh, and it's on, you know, basic mileage rings. And it doesn't really create a very compelling picture. It's just data. So what we do is we make comparisons for them. We give them an answer that says your community looks exactly like where this retailer has been successful before. So lead with that as your as your value proposition or as your, uh, your your competitive pitch there. So, but yeah, you've got it exactly right. We're looking at things like traffic patterns and and uh, accessibility to the highway and 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 doing so, like I said, from a comparative purpose. So it's not just data points. Because I'm sure there's a variety of, of data points there that are you wouldn't even have thought to measure in order to find a good match for a retailer. I guess what are some of the other um, I guess more surprising. Uh, data points that that municipalities are able to to gather and use as their pitch for retailers. Yeah, I think so. Some good examples of this have been things like consumer expenditure type data. So we have access to estimates on on you know what is that that volume of spend that's taking place within a given trade area or a community by a variety of different sectors, whether it be um, a home and garden or whether it be grocery or furniture supply or what have you. And we can also estimate where those dollars might be leaking out of a community. But we, we've seen our clients use this kind of what we term retail leakage and surplus type data to um, help tell a really compelling story. One you know, one example that took place with one of our communities was uh, they were able to articulate the the approximate amount of spend that was taking place in their community for amusement and entertainment. And they were able to make a very compelling pitch to a, a water park, actually a sizable water park to come in and uh, begin development. And I believe that development's underway now. So it's 
it's a it's obviously a powerful piece of information uh, that you know being able to tell somebody, hey, you know, we have lots of consumers that are spending dollars in in your exact uh, sector of retail. You know, you should be coming to capitalize on that. But I think the more surprising fact is that that data is out there. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that that type of information is available. And what do you mean by dollars leaking out of a community? Yeah, so that th- this is this is kind of a problem that um, a lot of communities have when they might be classically underserved with retail. So, say say I'm a smaller community and I don't have a casual dining spot or I don't have I don't have the general merchandiser. Then that means as a consumer, I'm leaving the community. I'm taking my dollars to the next town over or two towns over, and my dollars are then leaking out of that trade area. And so. The municipalities are using this information to say, look, hey, first and foremost, you know, where do we have surpluses? But if we have leakage, what categories are, are that leakage in and how do we stop it? We need to stop it by getting some of these types of retailers to come in, keep those local dollars local. So then within the retail space, um, obviously this information is tremendously helpful, but you, you touched on this earlier um, some retailers or some some chains are actually surprised by the approach where municipalities are coming to them to pitch what particular inventory, if so to speak, they have to offer. Yeah, absolutely. And inventory is the right term. I mean, any given municipality is going to have a, a short list of different opportunities in the community that they're seeking to redevelop or newly develop and, and bring in those businesses. So yeah, sometimes we see, and, and a lot of times we're joining our clients on the, on the phone, I should say our community clients, and jumping on the phone with them, with uh, their target retailers that they're trying to recruit and uh, and help make help them make this data driven pitch and you know like you mentioned the the retailers are sometimes surprised to see the level of sophistication and the level of analytics that's gone into helping prove out that these these areas for development really match that retailer's footprint so you know and, and retailers have their own toolkit for site selection of course it's just what we found is that a lot of communities that we work with tend to fly under the radar a little bit. They might be a little bit smaller or medium-sized communities. And, you know, maybe the retailer has looked looked at them in, in the past, maybe two or three years ago. But uh, using our data, we can, we can get that community, uh, and, and maybe it sounds a little corny, but literally back on the map uh, of that retailer and help, you know, recenter that discussion on the opportunity. So then from a retailer standpoint, then what advice do you have if you are a retail chain uh, that's getting this pitch from a municipality? What are some of the unexpected benefits just from being able to have access to this data and getting it straight from the municipal source? You know, I can't imagine that the location scouts can be everywhere at every time and have all the information. So what benefit is there? So I would say the, the key benefit is these opportunities might present, you know, significant financial implications for for your site selection. And 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 like you were saying Shelby, I mean the 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 site selectors they can't they can't listen to every pitch. They can't be everywhere at once. Many of these folks are traveling. Um they're they're scouring the country looking for sites, but my advice would be to you know, if, if somebody's coming to you with the, the the sophisticated market research, you know, clearly condensed packet you know, hear out that community. Take take 10, 15 minutes just to hear their pitch. I think many retailers would be surprised that 
you know, many of these communities, if, if the community has made that level of investment to do this degree of sophisticated market research, that means they really want you, right? So, so that automatically puts you in a, in a negotiating position of power to where you may be able to capitalize on certain economic development incentives. Now, again, I'm not an expert on, on incentives and not every community offers them, but sometimes they're out there. But beyond hard and fast dollars and cents incentives, you know, there's a speed to market incentive as well. If you've got a community coming to you with sophisticated and expensive research, that shows you that their city council and their city governance, they're all on the same page. They all want retail. And so your level of red tape could be diminished. Your level of negotiating on certain site characteristics for your build out could be a little bit more flexible. So ultimately this could really help that uh, as a retailer it could help your your time to open the doors between groundbreaking and door opening be much shorter than your typical construction cycle so there are all sorts of benefits to cooperating directly with the economic development office here well that's a great point and you started to say this then that if a community is approaching a retailer for this um, it means that they're hungry, and that's that's a good thing. Uh, you often see in in some other communities where where there's a new shop, a new restaurant, a new something opening up every other week, and that's great. But when you see the communities that are hungry for it, that means you do have a very captive audience and and a buying public that wants to shop there, that wants to eat there. And uh, I think you're gonna you would definitely see the benefit of just eagerness, I guess, is, is, is how I would describe it. Would you agree? Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I mean, and, and, and the truth is retailers are courted often, you know, uh, you, you have some marquee brands out there that everybody wants, but through our analysis, we're typically going to do a, do a bit of a, a cooperative exercise with the communities that we work with to, we're going to tell them, um, we're going to tell them, very plainly what the data says and which retailers match the best. But we certainly look for their input into where are their pain points as a community and where does their constituency uh, complain uh, about having gaps in the retail market and so forth. So um, in many cases, we'll, we'll look to assist and, and, and help, you know, help coordinate with them which, res which retailers they should be going after. And um, and yeah, you know, just like you mentioned, when when you've got a community that's all marching to to the same beat, I mean that that's a night and day difference uh, for for getting into that market and and really having a successful grand opening. You know, over over my years and working uh, in with our public sector uh, division and different clients, you know, I've I've seen my fair share of governments that aren't necessarily. Uh, uh, all on the same page and councils that aren't, aren't right. all on the same page with their mayors. So it's a, it's, it's a big deal when, when they are, and it's, it's worth the, it's worth hearing that individual out. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, Shelby, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And thanks to you listeners for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more, listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries, subscribe to articles, podcasts, and creative video. Until next time, I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk.